Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Dimebacks podcast here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to Miller Thomas, your wonderful host of this podcast. Go check out my website for my latest work. It's on millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you could check out my work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Now, as I always say, we got a packed show for you guys today. For segment number one today, we're going to be talking about Zach Gallen. You guys know I love to talk about Zach Gallen on this podcast, and we're going to break down his 2019 MLB season, what he did for the Dimebacks, and then we're going to do a little preview of the 2020 MLB season. And then for segment number two today, it's theme Thursday. So I'll be answering all the questions and topics you guys sent to me via via Twitter or email. And remember, you guys can send me topics and questions every theme Thursday. All you have to do is tweet at me or DM me on Twitter at locked on diamondbacks, or you can email me at locked on diamondbacks at gmail.com. Those are the two ways to find me. But first, if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Dimebacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, for segment number one today, we are going to continue our Spotlight Player Series. We're going to be talking about a guy I always love to talk about on this podcast because if you guys are constant listeners, you know who my breakout player of the year is on the Arizona Dimebacks, and that is Zach Gallen, acquired last year from the Seattle Mariners for for Jazz Chisholm. Uh, position player. Chisholm's pretty good. He was ranked as a top 60 prospect heading into the MLB season, 21 years old. But Zach Allen, only 24 years old, he didn't have a lot of hype like Jazz Chisholm did. So there's a little bit of a question mark when the Arizona Diamondbacks made the trade. They were like, why give up such a good prospect for another young guy who's just a little slightly older, who's off to a hot start, but you know, not really that, not really that well-known around MLB circles. Didn't have a lot of hype, but he sure lived up to whatever hype he did have and surpassed it last season by rattle off some of his numbers from last year. He had a 2.81 ERA. He had 10.8 strikeouts per nine and only 15 starts. This guy had a filthy changeup. That was probably his number one pitch was his changeup last season. A nice fastball sitting in the 90s, and this guy was getting guys out, uh, was getting batters out the box to left and right, striking out a ton of dudes. And only the the few starts he had with the Arizona Diamondbacks, he struck out 53 guys in the handful of starts he had. So he was a beast last year for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Only 24 years old, as I already mentioned. He was a third round pick back in 2016 by the St. Louis Cardinals. And they they traded him to the Seattle Mariners before we eventually ended up with him. So he's been around the league uh, for a hot minute now, still very young, as I mentioned. But I just love this guy, honestly, as I mentioned before. His changeup is nasty. I think he has a nice array of pitches. He's a little knuckle curve. He's got a little cutter going, a nice fastball. So he has a nice mix, mix of pitches to get hitters out. I think uh, the, the main reason why I really like Zach Allen last year, because I think he was just consistent. 
He was consistent on the Mariners last season in his debut season as a rookie. He was consistent on the Arizona Diamondbacks. He produced both a sub-285 ERA on both teams. If you look at his home away splits from last year, Batters facing uh, Zach Gallen and Chase Field last year only hit 184 against him, and Gallen himself had a 2.76 ERA. And then on the road, batters hit 244 against him. So, so obviously that batting average raised about 60 percentage points, but 2.44 is still pretty good. And then his ERA was uh, 2.88. So he was pretty consistent both home and away, and I really like that because. Some pitchers, you know, they're just a product of their ballpark. And that's been uh, some concerns that we have with Madison Bumgarner. If you look at his home away splits, there's definitely a difference. He was definitely better in uh, San Francisco than he was in other ballparks. But that's not the case with Zach Allen. He pitched in Seattle. He was dominant. He came to Arizona. He was dominant. He pitched in other places on the road. He was still dominant. This guy was just dominant wherever he was in his rookie season. And I think he can continue to do that and build off that in his sophomore year. If you guys heard me talk, I think he can be the Walker Bueller to Clayton Kershaw with uh, Madison Bumgarner being Kershaw in that analogy. I think Zach Gallon is made of the right stuff. I think it helps that he wasn't a heralded prospect like most guys. He didn't have the hype, so he had to work a little bit harder. And another guy, another thing that I like is that he's a Jersey kid. If you guys didn't hear the pilot episode or don't know my backstory, I'm from Jersey as well. So the fact that he's a Jersey kid just brings a smile to my face. And uh, the the craziest thing, one of the craziest things about Zach, uh, Zach Allen last year is uh, if you look at the games he played in which he won, those were three games for the Arizona Diamondbacks, or just three games in total, I mean. And in those three games, he pitched 19 innings. He gave up no earned runs. When Zach Gallen is on, Zach Gallen is on. It, it, he produces wins when all his stuff is working. And then that, that just shows you how dominant he is. He was racking up the strikeouts, uh, not putting guys on base, getting guys out. Zach Gallen could do a little bit of everything. His pitching arsenal is phenomenal. He can do a lot with the baseball. Not, not everyone has a pitching arsenal. Some guys only have two or three go-to pitches. Uh, when you look at a lot of relief pitchers, they only use, they usually have just a couple pitcher, uh, pitches. A lot of starting pitchers, you know, they, they usually have like three or four, but maybe two things that they really like to rely on, that fastball changeup. Uh, Zach Gallen is kind of like that, but he's still so young, and that changeup is so filthy. I think if he starts to work on other things, he's going to be really be a strong addition. I really think he could be the number two player, uh, number two uh, pitcher in this rotation. The only thing that would uh, hold Zach Allen back from not reaching his full potential this uh, MLB season is the fact that they have so many young guys in their rotation. Um, if you take a look at it, uh, they go about seven or eight deep, and uh, Toy Lovello has talked about it. On a recent show on Arizona Sports 98.7, he had this to say, We feel like right now we have seven or eight guys who are extremely ready to step in and help us out. We have a tough decision to make. We have several starters. We have to watch, play. We have to watch, pay attention to, and make sure that we pick the five best starters moving forward and then create some depth. That's a little bit thicker than it was last year. Those are good problems. I do agree those are good problems, Tori Lovello. You always want pitching depth. You always want guys in your rotation because injuries do happen and you want to have other quality starters that could come up and uh, other quality players that could step up and make quality starts for you. 
But I think uh, Tori Lovello is going to realize pretty quickly just how good Zach Allen is if he hasn't realized it already. I mean, you could just look at some other numbers. I mean, when Zach Allen got four days of rest last season, he, he had a 182 ERA. So there's just so many different things they could look at that show you how good Zach Allen was last year in his rookie season. I mean, at age 24, it, it was pretty unheard of for Arizona Dimeback pitcher to come in and make such an impact so immediately. Uh, he really took the bull by the horns and just really had a fast start. And I think if he just takes what he learned from last year, that experience, and then look up to a guy like Madison Bumgarner, is going to really lay, uh, learn a lot and take away a lot. I think he he has the work ethic and the preparation to be a great pitcher in this league. And I think he will, and I think everything will come into fruition next season when he gets a full season of starts under his belt. Now, you guys are going to stay tuned for segment number two today because it's Theme Thursday, so I'm going to be answering all your questions and topics that you guys sent to me via Twitter and email after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Dimebacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate sports fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a locked-on podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Dimeback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this locked-on podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. And let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Back for segment number two today on this beautiful theme Thursday. So I'm going to be answering all your guys' questions and topics they sent me via email or Twitter. Remember, you guys can send me topics and questions every theme Thursday. Excuse me. All you have to do is send either a tweet to the Locked On Dimebacks on Twitter via, you know, mention me, or you can slide in my DMs real quick. Or you can email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com. So let's jump right into Theme Thursdays. All right, the first question. Do you agree with Bleach Report saying uh, Cattell Marte is the 24th best player in baseball? I think I am going to have to agree with that. I think that's a pretty good spot for uh, Cattell Marte, considering he has one great season under his belt. Um, he was an all-star last year, a beast, fourth in MVP voting. I don't have to regurgitate the numbers, you know, 30 bombs, 319 average. Uh, so just a, a beast last year. And if you look at how they ranked the players, they had Ketel Marte sandwiched between these two guys. They had him one above, one spot ahead. So he was ranked higher than Bryce Harper and one spot below 
Xander Bogart. So I think that's great company to be in. Bryce Harper, a former MVP, just got a $330 million contract last year by the Philadelphia Phillies. And then Xander Bogart got paid two last year by the Red Sox, and he was a beast last year, an MVP candidate. So I think that's a great spot to have Ketel Marte. Those are two... Uh, Two MVP candidates, two All-Stars to be sandwiched in between, and both of them have pretty long resumes. So for Ketel Marte, who only has a couple years of really good baseball under his belt, I think that's a solid ranking by Bleach Report. Now, this is another question sent in to me. How does the Mike Leak injury affect the rotation? I think this is uh, could be a blessing in, disgu- in disguise for one of these young guys on the rotation. Uh, Tory Lavelle is going to have to make a decision. They're saying Mike Leake still might be ready for the MLB opening day, but in the case he isn't, this is going to give uh, one of these young guys an opportunity to step up and prove themselves. I think Zach Allen's going to be that breakout guy, but I don't think he's going to be the one benefiting from this Mike Leake injury. I think he's already in the rotation. I think the same is with Luke Weaver. I think the same is with Madison Bumgarner. So that's already three guys. Um, Mike Leake might have been the fourth guy. But uh, I think Robbie Ray probably would have been in that rotation too. But I think the guy that's going to get a chance to step up and prove himself is going to be Alex Young, who is still very young. He had a pretty good uh, season last year, 3-5-6 ERA. So I think if he can get that opportunity to pitch and just prove himself, I think it could be a dangerous situation for Mike Leake because he is entering the final year of his contract. Alex Young is still 25 years old, so you, if you're Mike Leake, you, you don't want to be injured, but I think if someone is to step up to the plate and possibly take his spot permanently in the rotation, I think it will be Alex Young. What's your ideal batting lineup? Now, this is my ideal batting lineup. Of course, Tori Lovello might have his own ideal batting lineup, but this is mine. I'm starting off with David Peralta. Uh, he he runs the bases well enough. He's not he's not a speedster, but he hits for a nice average. He has some pop, so I think he's a nice leadoff guy. Then I'm going Ketel Marte second. He's my best player overall, but he's he was really phenomenal from the number two spot last year. So I like how he is. I'm going Starling Marte next. Have that Marte Parte right there. Starling Marte is gonna be a great all around player for the Diamondbacks. Twenty home run guy, twenty steal guy. So I like that as my third hitter. I have Eduardo Escobar as my fourth player because he's our power guy. 35 bombs last year, so I like him as my cleanup. I'm going to have Cole Calhoun right after him, another 30 home run guy. So I really like the power middle of the lineup right there. Then Christian Walker to make it number six, a 29 home run guy last year. So you're getting back-to-back-to-back guys who could hit you 30 bombs in a season. Now I'm going uh, Carson Kelly as my seventh, as my catcher. I like his 18 bombs. I think he hit for a solid average. Not spectacular, but I really like his pop. And then Nick Ahmed, eighth, just because I like where Carson Kelly gives me a little bit more. And I like Nick Ahmed more at the bottom of the lineup to kind of be the the new leadoff guy because you're going to be a pitcher number nine. So I kind of like Nick Ahmed in that eighth spot. Do you think Jake Lamb will make an impact in 2020? I think Jake Lamb can make an impact in 2020. He is entering free agency after this year, so I think he does want to uh, let people know how well he still, how how good he still is. Show people that he's finally injury free. I mean, he was an All Star just a few short seasons ago. He had back to back 30 home run campaigns. 
So I think if anyone gets hurt, he will step up to the plate. He is going to be a utility guy nonetheless. So you still might see 80 games if no one gets hurt. But if someone does get hurt or you see someone struggle like Christian Walker, who only had one season of really good baseball under his belt, then uh, Tori Lovello might make a decision, a tough decision, and put Jake Lamb back out there. So yeah, so we can see what he's worth before free agency so uh, the Dimebacks can decide whether to resign him or just let him walk or maybe even trade him at the deadline if he does play well enough and they do have too many infielders and maybe they need a uh, maybe they need like another back end bullpen guy. Next question. Who do you think is the most likely trade candidate? I've said this a few times on the podcast. I think Robbie Ray or Archie Bradley are probably the two most likely candidates and if I had to pick one, I would have to say Robbie Ray. Just because there is so much depth in the starting rotation, he's been regressing the last couple of seasons. So if he finally has a little bit of a ba- uh, bounce back, I think he'll be a hot commodity. And then you never know, uh, the Dimebacks might find another area of need, like a shortstop if Nick Ahmed really struggles, or maybe someone in the outfield gets hurt. So I think Robbie Ray is probably the most likely guy. That's all the beautiful questions i don't even know why they're beautiful they're just questions but that's all the questions sent in to me today thank you everyone for listening in again but remember if your company is interested in men between the ages and of 18 and 44 your company should be sponsoring this podcast locked on dimebacks is listened to by 98 percent men and 80 percent between the ages of 18 to 44 so if you want men 18 to 44 this is your spot Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, guys, I'm going to need you guys to tune back in again tomorrow because we're going to have the final show of the week. No! Yes, that's right, final show of the week. But guess what? It's Fastball Friday, so I'll be bringing the heat tomorrow. And then I'll be continuing the Spotlight Player Series, and tomorrow we're going to be breaking down Cole Calhoun. So you guys are going to want to tune in for that. Thanks again to everyone who tuned in tonight. (laughs) Thanks again for everyone who is listening tonight, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Peace.